Well, good morning, everybody. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, so this is another week of doing our sermons. It is three weeks now that we're doing our sermons online. And I know last week um, we were actually out in Foster City and uh, got some feedback that it was a little bit windy. And so we've moved inside. And so you are um, at Casa de Yamazaki right now. And so um, as you can see here, uh, I don't know, some of the things that entertain us that we like, uh, fans from Thailand and gigantic sushi pieces. So um, yeah, just welcome to our home. And um, I'm excited to bring the word of God to you guys as some encouragement um, as, you know, it's just another week again of just um, a little bit of getting used to a new normal, you know, things that are a little bit different. So we want to encourage you guys. We love that you guys are joining us. Hopefully you'll be able to join um, for our Zoom uh, fellowship kind of community time at 1030. Uh, we'd love to, to see you guys and interact with you guys as well. So let me open us up in some prayer. Lord Jesus, we magnify and glorify your name, Lord. And Lord, I thank you for the ability to um, share your word through, through technology, Lord. I pray for those that are able to watch this online, Lord. I pray that um, for those that maybe aren't able to, Lord, that we're able to kind of help them, Lord, to, to figure out some of the technology, Lord Jesus. I pray for all those um, who have loved ones that are uh, maybe sick right now, Lord, people that are having some challenges um, financially with their job situations, Lord. And I pray that we would just remember that you're at work, Lord. You knew that this was going to take place, Lord, and we can trust you and your love for us. So we pray this in your name. Amen. Well, we are continuing with the book of Acts this week, and now we are looking at Acts 2, and we're going to be focusing on verses 1 through 13. And last week, the last two weeks, actually, we have been talking about waiting and preparing, as Jesus told the disciples, for the coming of the Holy Spirit. And so this week, that is what we are talking about. And so our scripture text is Acts 2, verses 1 through 13. So let me read that for you. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house while they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't these all, aren't these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phygeria and Pamphylia, Egypt and all parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them, and they said, they have had too much wine. Now, if you guys remember, you know, actually not last week, several weeks ago when we talked about the Holy Spirit coming that um, the Holy Spirit is a gift from God. And if you recall from uh, chapter 1 of Acts, verses 4 and 8, let me read those for you guys. It says, On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them, this is Jesus, this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift 
my father promised, which you've heard me speak about. And then Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to all ends of the earth. So this is a gift from God and it got me thinking about all the gifts um, that I have received or given. And I want you guys to think about that as well, because I'm sure that there was maybe some gifts that you received or that you've given that, you know, you just shared or you gave in kind of an incredible way, you know? Now imagine if that gift was from God and if it empowered you to do something miraculous. I don't think that gift would come in very boring wrapping paper, right? I think it would be significant. It'd probably have this incredibly beautiful, ornate wrapping paper, and maybe have little sparklers in it or something, but it would be incredible. And that is exactly what we see with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit came on those, the 120 that were in this upper room, it says that suddenly, like the blowing of a violent wind, right? This is something happening. It's violent. It's not subtle. It's a big deal. And then something like tongues of fire rested on all the individuals. So again, this is an incredible gift and it's coming here to these individuals in an incredible way. And this also got me thinking of commercials. I don't know how it is in California, but in Colorado, whenever there's car commercials around Christmas time, you see like the winter and you see Christmas trees and then you see someone, like maybe it's a family member, they run outside and there's this incredible car with this humongous bow on it. And that's kind of what I envision when we're thinking of the Holy Spirit coming, that it was that powerful, it was that special of a gift. And so I want you guys to think about that, that the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost in this incredible way because it was such an incredible gift to those there and to us today as believers. Now, the second thing that we see here in this passage is that the Holy Spirit empowers. And again, when we had our Holy Spirit series, we talked about the many ways that the Holy Spirit empowers us. The Holy Spirit convicts us. The Holy Spirit teaches and reminds us, right, of all that Jesus taught us. Also, the Holy Spirit reveals things to us. Maybe it's a sin that we have inside of us. The Holy Spirit guides us helps us to make decisions. The Holy Spirit helps us to obey God's commands because without the Holy Spirit's help, it's hard to follow all of God's commands. And also the Holy Spirit, we know, bestowed special spiritual gifts for us to do ministry. But the really incredible thing is there was another gift that the Holy Spirit empowered first to these individuals at Pentecost. And it wasn't those gifts that we talked about. This was something different. This was actually the ability to speak in tongues. It was speaking other languages. And it's important that when we talk about this, when we talk about this ability that the Holy Spirit empowered these 120 individuals to have, this isn't the tongues that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 14, a spiritual language. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is actual languages. Acts 2, 17 through 11, or 7 through 11, sorry, says this. It says, utterly amazed, they asked, aren't these who are speaking Galileans. Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Again, they're hearing native languages spoken. And then we see this list of all these different nations represented. 
So this is an incredible empowering that the Holy Spirit did. That the Holy Spirit, he allowed all these individuals to speak all these different languages that they didn't even know. And this is so incredible when you understand that the Jews that were living at Jerusalem at this time, they were very diverse because many of them at one point in time, they were forced to leave uh, Jerusalem. And so they had to live in other nations. And so we're talking about individuals that although they are culturally Jewish or their, their ancestry, um, you know, their families grew up and maybe some of them actually grew up uh, in Israel, in Jerusalem, that they were forced out. So now they're living in other countries, having to learn new languages, and their children are being born into these new cultures, learning new languages. And then at some time later, they were able to come back to Jerusalem. So we have this broad spectrum of individuals that, though they're God-fearing Jews, they are also representative of other nations speaking other languages. And then at this time, it's also Pentecost, but uh, there was a celebration that takes place when Pentecost did. And this is actually um, uh, the, uh, the Feast of Harvest or the Feast of Weeks. And this is mentioned in Exodus and Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. And this is a celebration of the beginning of the earliest weeks of the harvest. So before the Holy Spirit came, there was a celebration. It wasn't called Pentecost, but it took place at the same time. So you have more foreigners that were God-fearing Jews coming to Jerusalem. So when this is happening, there's all sorts of people. Maybe they're believers, but they speak different languages. And so when you think about that, it's so amazing what the Holy Spirit did is that God knew there would be a collection of individuals here that they would believe in God, but they wouldn't speak or understand the same language. And so the first thing that the Holy Spirit did for all these individuals was he allowed them to hear the message, right? The good news of Jesus, what they were going to share, they got to hear it in their own language. Now imagine that, imagine if one day the Holy Spirit allowed you to speak a foreign language, one that you knew nothing about. And when you think about where the gospel message needed to go, right? It needed to go to all the ends of the earth. This is how God started that process on Pentecost. That's why we say it's the beginning of the church, right? And when you think about that, it is truly amazing what the Holy Spirit did and how he empowered these individuals. Now, of course, when something like this happens, just imagine yourself sitting there and, and you're talking to someone uh, and they're speaking English to you and then all of a sudden they start speaking Spanish and you didn't even know they could, right? You'd probably be a little amazed, you'd be overwhelmed and these individuals were, right? So you have these people in the city wondering, how are we able to hear what they're saying in our own native tongues and our own native languages? Acts 2.12 again says, amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? So probably a similar response, right, to what we would say if we heard this taking place, if we saw it, we'd say, what does this mean? This is so amazing. I'm sure there's something bigger that is connected to this, and that's what many people said. But at the same time, there were some scoffers as well. We see this in Acts 2.13. It says, some, however, made fun of them and said, 
they have had too much wine, right? So they're making jokes. I'm sure many of you have experienced this as well when, when God has done something amazing in your life and you're like, all praise to God, right? And you're like, God somehow allowed me to pay my rent. You know, we didn't have food to eat this week and, and, and God provided it through someone or, or maybe an opportunity, a job opened up, something that you weren't even counting on. You had no idea what happened. Some people will say, praise God, that's amazing. We were praying for this. God is such a loving God. But then there's other people that may say, you know what? That, that, that's just pure luck. That's sheer randomness. Are you kidding me? Right? There's going to be scoffers as well. And I think in this season that we're in right now, when really the gospel is going out to the world digitally in a different way, the Holy Spirit's going to move in our lives and we're going to see some pretty incredible things happening, right? And we have a choice. Do we want to be individuals that are like, what does this mean, God? This is amazing. Or do we want people that start scoffing and saying, eh, this is just random. It happened to be online. No, I'm praying that we will be a people that understands how incredible the Holy Spirit is, right? Because the Holy Spirit allows us to live as Christians and the Holy Spirit allows us to do ministry. And I hope you all understand that, how incredible this is. And that we will say when we see the Holy Spirit manifest in incredible ways, what does this mean, God? Help us to understand what you want us to get from this, what you want us to receive. Amen. I hope this is encouraging to you during this season because I truly believe you're going to see some incredible things happen. I've heard stories already from other pastors of, of people accepting Christ online. And I think that's amazing. And I ask myself, Lord, what does this mean? What do we need to do? Lord Jesus, I pray that we would be forever encouraged by your word. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would manifest in our lives in incredible ways and that we would be a people that's saying, what does this mean, Lord? Encourage us, Lord, when others may scoff and, and maybe kid and joke about our faith. Help us to love on them. Help us to share your gospel message in love with them. Lord, we pray for your protection, your guidance, your provision during this season. We pray this all in your name. Amen. We love you guys. I uh, hope you're going to be joining us after this message at 1030 for our fellowship time. God bless.